There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to episode 15 of Say Why to Drugs. I'm Dr. Susie Gage, a researcher at the University of Liverpool now, interested in understanding associations between substance use and mental health. In this podcast, I talk to Scroobius Pip about a substance called CAT. It's a leaf that's chewed for its mild stimulant effect. It was made illegal in the UK in 2014. It's mostly used in this country by migrant communities, in particular Somali and Yemeni groups. The prevalence of use in the UK is pretty poorly understood, and there's been very little research into its effects. So a lot of what we'll talk about in this podcast are small studies that have been kind of inconclusive. But as always, just because we don't understand the effects of a substance very well doesn't mean that the potential harms or benefits aren't true, just that more research is needed. But we'll get into this in the podcast. So without further ado, Pip and I say why to cat. Let's talk about cat. Yes. And uh, that's K-H-A-T. Yeah. Uh, obviously. Before we you listen to this podcast, if you haven't listened to the episode on synthetic cathinones, then I recommend that you go back and do that first and why it will become apparent when we start talking. So cat is a shrub that is grown in East Africa and the Arab Peninsula. It's a bitter tasting leaf that is chewed and when you chew it, it releases cathinone. There you go. And caffeine. So you hold, you sort of chew the leaves up and you hold the mulch kind of in your cheek for about an hour or so. And it's particular, particularly popular in uh, East African communities. Okay. It's generally sold fresh uh, in sort of bunches, uh, like, a, like an off-cutting of a shrub, yeah. um, wrapped in banana leaf. Uh, it's also possible to get... Um, dried cat but the cathinone degrades quite quickly so um it's not as potent right and it also means that so for example here in the uk where cat isn't grown if you want to um get cat it has to be brought into the country sort of regularly because if you don't use it within a day or so it kind of loses yes. its, its potency so freshness is very much a yeah a prevalent part what do you know much about cat? What do you think the appeal of cat would be? Not a thing. I don't really have any any knowledge of it. Um, kind of working backwards, it seems like a natural version of a synthetic drug that, yeah. that that is popular. And again, there's always 
many people who are like, it, it's it's grown, therefore it's safe, which again, we've argued how ludicrous that can be in the past because yeah. of so many poisonous shrubs and plants and, and whatever else. So, yeah, my only association there is, yeah, a, a natural version of something that's probably more common over here than... Yeah, case. absolutely. So, yeah, synthetic cathinone, um, things like methadrone that we've yeah. yeah we've talked about on a previous episode. Um, the idea about cocaine that we we talked about method of delivery is yeah. also quite important here yeah. because both uh, methadrone and cat have cathinone, just the same as both coca leaves and cocaine ha- contain cocaine, um, but. The onset and the effect can be quite different depending on how you consume it. So sure. methadrone is most commonly kind of snorted or um, taken sort of as a like swallowed as a bomb. Yeah. So it gets into your system in a certain way, whereas cat is a leaf that's chewed. So it's sort of a bit gentler, slower onset, certainly, yeah. and perhaps a slightly longer um, intoxication effect. Yeah, it's, it, it feels, again, whereas... The previous ones, it's that instant, as I said, snorting or, or, or wrapping in a paper and, and, yeah. and, and swallowing is that instant. Whereas from this, the slow absorption and keeping it in for a long time, I guess. So yeah. it's continually kind of topping its, itself up, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So it's often consumed sort of in a social environment by... Um, so the Somali community in particular in this country, um, the men of the community anyway, will get together in um, these, uh, they're called mafreshis, like chewing houses, I suppose. Yeah. And they'll get together and have a sort of social kind of interaction for a few hours while they chew these leaves. So it's yeah. sort of kind of uh, used in a, maybe a similar way to alcohol and it's like yeah. a social yeah. lubricant. So some of the short-term effects are, um, as I said, it's got a fairly slow onset, so roughly about an hour, and it lasts a few hours. So a chewing session might last, say, three to four hours. Yeah. And it increases feelings of well-being. It makes you feel more chatty, gives you a positive mood. Um, it also can... Uh, it's a stimulant, so you get this kind of alertness and jitteriness, this increase in heart rate, blood pressure, energy, you know, the similar, the yeah. stimulant thing that we say for every single one decreases your appetite and your ability to sleep, and it can sometimes lead to constipation as well. And there's some suggestion it's sort of similar to, like, strong coffee. It's that kind of a, of a stimulant kick. So it's not as extreme as something like cocaine. But, yeah. but again, like, this is like coca leaf isn't as extreme as something like cocaine because of the method that you consume it. You don't get the right. hit. So that's why it's more like a coffee because it's a slower onset. Yeah, yeah. There's also some people who report that when they take it, they feel more imaginative or it helps them have kind of associative thinking. Yeah. And like most of these drugs, it has a come down afterwards, which is sort of the opposite of the intoxication effect. So you might get sort of mood swings and feel grumpy or irritable afterwards. And longer term, it is addictive, but because it's a slower onset, it's less addictive than in other forms. But also because it's so ritualised in its use, this can increase the ability for you to become dependent on it because it's associated with like the setting is really important yeah yeah and if you use it multiple times a week then you do end up building up a tolerance and that can lead to dependence right right yeah so uh, i mean if it feels there that as much as anything 
the s- scenario could become is 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 could be as addictive as anything else if you know what I mean the mm. ritual of 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 going round of, for these gatherings yeah yeah although it's interesting because it's less commonly used by women because it's more it's sort of the men who meet up together to use it right. but when women do use it they tend to use it on their own at home okay. and actually that's sort of a more dangerous way to use a substance yeah. if you think about alcohol having a drink in the pub compared to drinking by yourself at home yeah. it's much more sort of maybe it's just more indicative of situation that if you're using it by yourself it tends to yeah. mean that you've got more of a dependence on and it and it's often f- yeah f- from the outside seen more um as addictive behavior if if, if again alcohol's the perfect example there no one bats an eyelid if you're out at the pub with your mates, but if someone pops round and you're six cans deep on your own, then they're going to be like, is, is everything all right, mate? Yeah. <laughs> is, is, are you yeah, okay? Coming? Exactly. Yeah. Withdrawal from cat is things like headaches. Um, right. You might get sort of trembles as well. And some people report having weird nightmares. Okay. And you do get sort of potentially mood problems. Although it's manageable for most, it's probably more similar to trying to cut down caffeine than yeah. than sort of than cocaine again with we said this for every single stimulant if you've got underlying heart or blood pressure <laughs> problems then it yeah. can increase your risk of heart attack or heart problems um and again like most drugs it's metabolized by the liver so it can lead to liver damage um if prolonged and frequent use and there's some instances of very seemingly very damaging liver problems from use of cat but yeah. i think this is again it's, it has to be pretty extreme, extreme use for drunk, yeah. long periods of time yeah there's also some suggestion that it can make uh mental health problems more severe and particularly like the somali community where it's commonly used there might be um people who've uh experienced traumatic events yeah, and have sure. post-traumatic stress disorder from these kind of experiences that they've had. And there's some suggestion that cat might worsen the symptoms of PTSD and could even lead to psychotic episodes. But again, I think this is a real potential where um, is the cat a trigger or is it actually a coping mechanism? Yeah, it's yeah. really hard to disentangle that. And again, it's tough because... It makes some sense there if there's if it if if there's reports of it causing um, bad dreams or or heightening bad dreams, then that makes sense with PTSD and all things like that. But equally, they both play into each other yeah, as well. Exactly. B- 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 bad dreams and night terrors are are horrible um, a manifestation of of PTSD yeah. and, and and things like that. So yeah, exactly. So it's really, really difficult to disentangle, and um, there's been very little research in, into cat. So, I, see, I think. I mean, again, like particularly when it is almost a ritualistic thing and quite um, a, a, a cultural thing, even harder to have accurate yeah. studies and to have it talked about or shared or, or looked into because it's from the sounds of it, it's a very private engagement as as such, or or, or more more frequently quite a private thing you know a, yeah, within, social a community. within the community yeah, yeah. but something specific to that community not all bowling around the street chewing charming being yeah. very yeah internalized with i think it's, it's quite interesting the way that the the use of cat hasn't really transferred outside of that community despite it being wow, having yeah. been available it's quite sort of surprising given that it's 
the same substance that as methadone, which became really, really popular. Yeah. It's, it's it's maybe just the different way of taking it and the fact that it's sort of linked to this culture rather yeah. than um, it's just seen in a different way. And maybe perhaps. the short, I said, the, the short life of it, the fact that it has to be, it has to be taken in the news kind away. of immediately. Yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah. That's very true. Um, it's also linked to uh, long-term uses, linked to things like hepatitis and cirrhosis, and potentially some oral cancers as well. Because I was going to ask about that because when we discussed, or it's known that chewing t- a tobacco, for example, it's spending a prolonged time in your mouth. Yeah. It's, it's more likely to. Yeah, and again, it seems like it's a, a similar, similar kind of thing here. And um, there's reckoned that about half of regular users develop kind of precancerous like white lesions in their mouth oh, from man. chewing it then again this could well be related to the sort of risk of cancer yeah there's also some suggestion it might lower sperm count um it could lead to constipation i think we mentioned that sleep problems and appetite problems yeah. but it, again it's it's difficult to really know about the the cancer risk and things as well because often in these kind of chewing houses People are also smoking tobacco. Yeah, so yeah. if you're sort of in an enclosed space where there's lots of smoke as well, then that's going to be yeah. partic- bad for your health as well. So trying to sort of untangle these kind of things. Is, th- is there any information on, on, on its effects um, or when mixed with anything else? Because, again, just thinking if this is something that you'll keep in your mouth for a prolonged time for a whole evening, surely you'll likely also be drinking alcohol or drinking s- something as yeah. well so is there a thing where it actually it's quite it's quite commonly not so much alcohol but uh fizzy drinks with caffeine in oh really it's is tend to be consumed at the same time yeah. and obviously this is two stimulants at once so yeah. you're putting even more strain on your heart if sure. you're taking it and also potentially damaging your teeth the combination of sort of opening up lesions in your mouth and then drinking really sugary, sugary drinks stuff, is, yeah, yeah it's, a it's a pretty bad bad, cocktail, yeah. bad combination yeah Okay, so if we get on to, to the myths, um, so cat isn't really a drug. It's kind of like caffeine and alcohol, it's not really a drug. And this is how it's quite often seen by the people who use it and it potentially can lead to sort of more harm than, um, than otherwise because if people have gone to the doctor... Uh, saying that a man went to the doctor with liver problems and was asked, well, do you use drugs? And he said no. Right. And so what was actually causing the liver problems was the cat and it wasn't picked up because he would sort of hadn't really hadn't, even seen it as a drug so didn't think drug, to, yeah. to report it in that way. Um, so his problem went undiagnosed while he, his health sort of deteriorated right, yeah. because he just didn't see it as a, as a drug. And then the other myth I heard about cat was that it's only really harmful to pregnant women and to everyone else. It's absolutely fine. Right. And um, we've sort of said enough to make it clear that, that that's, that's not, not the, the case. case. Yeah. I mean, and like we say in all of these podcasts, no drugs are, are without harm. Chewing it, it minimises your chances of sort of dependence and addiction, but they are still possible. If we think back to the cocaine episode, the the relative risks of chewing coca leaves compared to snorting cocaine yeah. compared to smoking crack is yeah. is is the sort of the level of harm increases but that doesn't mean that the least harmful thing is harmless yeah, yeah and we've mentioned all the all the possibilities of harms here and although it's not understood whether specifically the cat or whether the cat is a coping mechanism or whether um it's the cat in combination with things like caffeine or cigarette smoke all that kind of thing but 
no drugs are, are without harms. To yeah, yeah. Power up that phrase again and again. <laughs> and it's an interesting one where it's currently so sp- specific to a specific s- situation that, again, it's even harder to get accurate reads of what is yeah, causing it. As you said, if they're generally, it's generally a smoky room, a fizzy drinks, and so on and so mm. forth. So, well, yeah, which bits are causing what damage? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no way tough. of really separating that out at all. Yeah. Um, so if we move on now to, are there any benefits yes. from a cat? Well, there's sort of very little known in terms of, like, for want of a better phrase, Western medicine. But um, in the North African communities where um, cat is popular, it's used to treat things like depression, um, yeah. tiredness, it's quite an obvious one because it's a yeah. stimulant. Yeah. And depression's interesting given what we talked about in the amphetamine episode about perhaps um, that being a treatment-resistant depression yeah. kind yeah. of treatment. Then it's also used for things like gastric ulcer, um, it's used to treat hunger, which um, is probably treating the symptom but not the cause. You know, if right, you, yeah, it might yeah, make yeah. you feel less hungry, but it's not going to keep you uh, nutritionally yeah, yeah. Uh, satisfied. Yeah. Um, and then what makes more sense, uh, used to treat obesity. But again, right. as we said in the amphetamine episode, that the amphetamine was used for diet pills, but it's not necessarily the best, the way, best way to, to lose weight. Yeah. yeah, Simply not eating, that's mm. not really how it works. And there is some research going on sort of um, looking at whether cats could be used uh, to treat phobias and potentially to uh, lower cholesterol. Um, But this is kind of, uh, it's been shown in some studies, but these are kind of pilot studies. There's not really very strong evidence yet. But I think it's interesting this, yet another drug that has perhaps uh, got benefits that we haven't maybe considered before. Right, yeah. It's fascinating. Cool. And there we go. Thanks again for downloading the podcast and thanks to Professor Harry Sumnall for his helpful advice in prepping this episode. So as you may have realised from the intro, I've now moved away from the University of Bristol and I've started my job at the University of Liverpool. So it's very exciting times for me at the moment, but it's also why I've been really busy and haven't been uploading podcasts. So apologies for that. The next episode is going to be the long-awaited and long-promised episode about e-cigarettes. And part of the reason I've delayed this one is because I'm about to start running a scientific study investigating e-cigarettes, and I wanted to talk about that in the in the podcast intro. A little sneak preview, I'm going to be recruiting three groups of people to take part in this study, and some of them I think are going to be quite difficult to find. So I'm looking for people who vaped but have never smoked and this is obviously the challenging group. I'm also going to be looking for people who've smoked but never vaped, and people who've never done either. Um, I'll explain much more detail in the next episode, but briefly we'll be collecting saliva samples from these three groups of people, and then analysing patterns of DNA methylation, which may give us an insight into how similar or different e-cigarettes are from traditional cigarettes. If you're interested in taking part, then do get in touch with me on Twitter, at Sousaphone, Um, and tune in to the next episode uh, to find out more information. Thanks again for downloading the podcast. Bye! You've been listening to Say Why to Drugs with me, Dr Susie Gage. The music was by Jim Murray. The artwork was by at my name is Ad. Say Why to Drugs would not have been possible without the generous support of I'm a Scientist Get Me Out of Here, the Medical Research Council, and Scroobius Pips Distraction Pieces Network. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 